You are listening to the Actor Aesthetic Podcast, episode 126, featuring special guest Samantha Rios, current musical theater student at the University of Michigan. Let's get started. What's up, everyone? My name is Maggie Barra, and welcome to the Actor Aesthetic Podcast, where I take you behind the scenes of the theater industry. The Actor Aesthetic Podcast is produced every single week for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at actoraesthetic.com slash podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at Actor Aesthetic, or join our Facebook group, the Actor Aesthetic Alliance. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get on to the show. Don't forget that the theater industry is a business and it's all about branding and marketing. You can be the absolute best actor in the world, but if no one knows who you are and you don't know how to market yourself, what's the point? Learn how to easily define your brand and communicate it through websites, social media, headshots, resumes, postcards, and audition material by grabbing a copy of my ebook, Marketing 101 for Actors, an actor's guide to successful branding. Simply go to actoraesthetic.com shop to get your copy today. Hey friends, thanks for joining me this week for another episode of the Actor Aesthetic Podcast. Now this week's episode features a chat with a new friend of mine, and her name is Samantha Rios. Now remember her name because she is the future of Broadway. She is currently a student at the University of Michigan studying musical theater. And in 2015, Samantha starred in Telemundo's reality TV singing competition, La Voz Kids, as well as season 13 of NBC's The Voice. Since then, Samantha has sung backup for Sarah Bareilles, Lin-Manuel Miranda, and Christopher Jackson. She has also performed at the White House, the Kennedy Center, Lincoln Center, and various theaters in Washington, D.C. In this episode, Sammy chats with me about college auditions, studying musical theater during the pandemic, social media, diversity in the arts, and her hopes for the future of the theater industry. So without further ado, please sit back, relax, and enjoy our chat. So let's start off just by telling me a little bit about uh, where you initially grew up and how you got involved in performing. Yeah, um, so I'm originally from Arlington, Virginia. Um, That's where I was born and raised, and I started singing when I was eight. I started voice lessons, and I started playing the piano and the guitar, and and I just kind of fell in love with that, and I think my parents noticed that that was going to be a much bigger part of my life than they originally thought, Mm -hmm. so I started doing musicals at school. And it was just really for fun. Like, I envisioned myself to just be a singer and songwriter. Like, my dream was Berklee College of Music in Boston, Massachusetts. Like, that was everything for me. And then I auditioned for um, this show called Levels Kids. It was a singing, like, just like the voice in Spanish, but it was in, it was in Orlando, Florida. And that was 2015. So it took me a long time to get on the show. Like I auditioned three times before I actually like got flown out to Orlando and actually got to film and audition. And then I was on the show up until like semifinals. And 
And that was like amazing because that opened up so many opportunities for me in my singing career. Like uh, after that, I was invited to like audition for a few Broadway shows. Didn't get any of them, but it was still amazing like to do it. And then I like did a bunch of singing festivals in Washington DC because that's where like I would mainly go. I was also a part of a gospel choir. So we would always sing in DC and like we got to sing at the White House and the Kennedy Center, Lincoln Center. And so yeah, that opportunity was just amazing. And then two years later in 2017, I auditioned for The Voice. And I got in, like everything was fine. I, fine. I auditioned and then I didn't get a chair turn, but what? yeah, but my audition still aired. And after that, like I came home really disappointed in the summer, like after spending a month in LA and it was amazing. And one of my friends reached out to me and she was like, um, Gal Hispanic Theater in DC is auditioning for a straight play. And I think you'd be really great for it because I'm bilingual. So she was like, you should audition. And I was like, why not? Like I'm not doing anything this summer since <laughs> the voice didn't work out. And I did that play. I ended up getting the the lead younger daughter's role. That's who I was playing. Um, and it was just amazing. Like I fell in love with acting. And I'd always, I'd always like loved acting, like film acting and, and theater. But I never, I don't know, I just never really like went for it. I never took an acting class. And so um, after that, I was like, oh my God, like, I know I want to do this. I don't think I just want to sing anymore. Like I want to act and I want to sing and I want to dance. And so after that, I, I mean, I had already done the musicals in my high school and middle school as well. And I mainly did them because like, they were just so much fun. Mm -hmm. And this time around, like, I was like, okay, I'm going to do a summer program over the summer. I'm going to do like theater. So I did theater lab in DC and I started taking acting classes. And then I like spoke to my theater friends at school and I was like, is anyone auditioning, auditioning for musical theater programs? And this was like the end of my junior year. Um, and so, yeah, I just started talking to people and I like looked up the best musical theater programs in the country. And I saw like University of Michigan up there, there's a Carnegie Mellon. And so I just started planning around that, like the beginning of my senior year. and. Wow. And I got a different voice coach. Like, I was already, I was, like, switching voice teachers every, like, two years. But then I, like, heard of an amazing teacher. His name is Jim Van Syke in Virginia. And I started working with him. And, yeah, thanks to him wow. and, like, my acting coach, Joshua Morgan, like, I was able to audition and get into a lot of schools. And, and so that's, <laughs> yeah, that's really it. Yeah, talk to me about your, your college audition process. Take me back to that time. I mean, um, I'm sure you, you probably blacked out, as does everyone when they go through that process, because it's crazy, right? It's so unlike anything you'll ever go through. So talk to me about yours. Yeah, well, like, I had no idea people were so, like, invested in preparing for this since, like, I don't know, they were eight or 10 years old, you know? Yeah. Like, for me, it was such a new world. Like, yeah, I had been exposed to, like, reality TV. And then my mom was the one traveling with me to all of these, like, unifieds and all of these college campuses. And she was like, wow, this is so different. Like, this is a whole new world. Um, and so I prepared the summer before my senior year, like a lot of people do. I feel like there are some who, like, get, like, get early in the game, which I obviously like always recommend. I wish I had done that, but because it was such a late decision, I was like, 
I have a few months to prepare. Um, but yeah, like that's what I did. I just, I made a Google spreadsheet of all of the schools I wanted to audition for. I made like, I had my safety schools. I think I auditioned for 13 schools because that's my lucky number. And like a five, oh no, no, my safety schools were in that. Um, but I wasn't going to audition for like 40 schools or anything because that's just insane. But like good for those people who do that. Um, and yeah, I signed up to do like my top schools on campus. So I did Carnegie Mellon and University of Michigan. And I think that was it. And then all of my other schools I did in New York City Unifieds and Chicago Unifieds. And New York City Unifieds was crazy. So many people. Like, looking back, I'm just like, how did we all fit in that tiny elevator? It was, it was insane. Um, but it really is a process. And I think throughout that process, like, I don't know, I'm very much like a person who likes to keep to herself when she's auditioning. Like, I don't. I don't normally like branch out and talk to everyone when I'm auditioning. Like I just, I'm like, I'm here to do this. That's what I'm going to do. Um, and so that's what I did. I did make some friends. Like one of my friends that I met at New York City Unifieds ended up going here for acting. Like, isn't that crazy? Like small world. I yeah. Because we, um, when we met in New York City Unifieds, we just like clicked and we started doing walk-ins together. Because that's also like a thing in, at New York City Unifieds and Chicago Unifieds. We we're like, why not? Like, let's do it. Um, and so, yeah, I, I had a lot of fun with it. Like I didn't, of course it was stressful. Like it was so stressful writing all of those supplemental essays and like filming all of my pre-screens. And I am a person who like always procrastinates. So I definitely submitted them like right before the due date, which is not recommended, but I did it anyway. And I don't know. I just had, like, looking back, it was a lot of fun, but it was also, like, crazy. It was just stressful, and I wouldn't do it again, you know? (laughs) I'm glad I'm done with that part of my life. Um, But I think it was, it was, it was fun looking back at it, you know? Good, good. So you're now currently a, are you a sophomore now at university? Sophomore. So you're a sophomore now studying your, for your BFA in musical theater at the University of Michigan. Um, what kind of classes are you taking and what's your what's your daily life like um, both pre-COVID and now living through this lovely pandemic of ours? Yeah, well, pre-COVID was, I'll just talk a little bit about my freshman year last year. Yeah. Um, we, I mean, obviously all of our classes were in person. I had ballet, I had music theory. I had piano, I had my voice lessons once a week. Um, I also had ensemble techniques, which is kind of like music theory. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I was like about the voice and about the body and then also like rhythms. And that was me. Oh, also I had like theater intro to theater history with Professor Wagner, who founded UMish Theater. And yeah, that was basically my daily routine. I feel like freshman year, we kind of start from the bottom. Like you don't ever get to perform. You get to audition second semester of your freshman year. Um, But first semester, you can't audition for a show. Um, And so it's, it's a lot of like relearning a lot of the things that you were doing to prepare here, like learning how to play piano again, or like learning music theory. Like I took music, AP music theory in high school. So I was just kind of like, oh, why am I taking this course? But I I get it now. Like, you just kind of have to 
learn the foundation all over again and just start like that. And then every year you're, you're building up. And so finally, sophomore year, I get to perform. Um, although freshman year, second semester, I was in the um, musical. We have two musicals every semester. And in the spring semester, I was in Michael McElroy's Shakespeare Sonnets and Soliloquies. And he basically wrote a bunch of music to all of Shakespeare's sonnets. Wow, so, so cool. And then it was like a little bit after that, once we finished the show, that school shut down and they were like, everybody go home. Because I was also living in a dorm, so it was mm-hmm. not safe. Um, but now going into sophomore year, uh, my classes are ballet. Once again, I'm taking tap. I'm also taking styles. Um, I am taking sophomore performance, which is our only performance class this year. Um, but we get assigned songs, scenes, um, monologues. We just like do a lot of that work. And right now I'm taking Shakespeare. I'm also, usually I take an academic every semester, but this semester I decided not to because I didn't have enough credits. And I finished my English credit and my history last semester and freshman year, so I'm done with that. Like, now I'm probably going to take a Latinx studies course or something. Um, so, yeah, that's that's basically what I'm taking this year. I'm also taking musicianship, which is, like, another music theory course. Last semester I took music theory three, and it was so hard. I'm thinking of minoring in the musical theater composition minor, I am currently minoring in the Performing Arts Management Entrepreneurship minor, which is like the School of Music, Theater, and Dance's business minor. So that's what I'm doing right now. It's just, I feel like it's so good to know about the business of the industry, you know? Like, it's so important. And something to fall back on, too. Like, I'm very interested in marketing and advertising. Like, I'm also an intern for the Alumni Association's Instagram page and all of their social media pages. So I just, I like love learning about that stuff. Yeah. Well, let let me talk about that because I know you also have a YouTube page, um, which I'm obsessed with. Can you tell me a little bit about uh, what inspired you to start posting on there and um, uh, maybe a little bit about your thoughts on having an online presence as an actor? Yeah, um, I started my YouTube channel maybe like four or five years ago. It was I think it was immediately after I finished Levels Kids, but I didn't really post consistently. It was only until like last year and now where I'm really trying to post once a week to really get that content. But what inspired me is like, I just love YouTube. I've always loved watching people and I just thought, why not film myself? Also, I didn't really see a lot of day in the life of a musical theater major when I was auditioning for colleges. And I was like, this will be really helpful to those who want to see what it's like, especially right now for those who can't visit. Like, luckily I was able to visit the campuses I wanted to see and see what it's like and take tours. And right now it's not possible. And so I've been filming a lot of like week in my life, day in the life of a musical theater major, specifically Michigan, because I know a lot of people want to see that. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it was mainly from like just not seeing a lot of musical theater um, tips and tricks videos. But there are a few and I like thought they were really helpful. But I wanted to see more of like day in the life and what it's like to be at these prestigious programs. I love that. I think that's so important. I've gotten a lot of like great feedback from it too like more subscribers like my most recent video hit 23k views and that was a lot I think that's like the highest viewed video on my channel and now I'm monetized so 
It's it's pretty cool. Yeah. What are your thoughts on having an online presence as an actor? Do you find that important? Is that something you talk about at Michigan? I think it's so important. And yes, we've talked about it a little bit last year, like pre-COVID, and we still do have these. They're called labs. So like once a week, someone will come in from the industry and talk to us, like either an agent, manager. And we had a social media lab last year. And I think it's super important to have an online presence as an actor. It sucks to say this, but so many people are getting booked because of the followers that they have and not because of their talent. Like I could go on about that. Like (laughs) I think it's, it doesn't hurt to start like posting more on Instagram. And obviously you just have to be careful. You don't want to post like dumb things on your Instagram. If you know, a casting agent is going to start scouting you on Instagram and see that you're posting weird things like that, that can hurt you. So you obviously just, I like to keep it professional on my Instagram. Um, and I'm trying to post more, like I'm trying to build my content, but I, I really don't think like having an online presence can hurt. You know, I think it can only help if you're posting the right things. So talk to me about this fundraiser, this incredible event that you hosted last year. Now, when was this? This was in 2020. So I hosted a and organized a Black Trans Lives Matter concert on Instagram. It was live. It included many students from a bunch of different musical theater programs. My inspiration was drawn from my friend Alexandria Sherwin. She's a Umish grad, and she had been posting about this fundraiser. She works at Starbucks, and she had gotten a corporate like donation, and so every donation that was sent to her would be matched by Starbucks. Wow. And so she was posting about this, and I was obviously reposting, and then, um, I don't know, I just thought, like, let's organize... A concert because there were so many digital concerts going on like over the summer in 2020 and I was like Michigan hasn't done anything like this and I even talked to my head of the department and he didn't want to put it on his Instagram and I was like fine I'm gonna do it by myself like I don't need your help I can do this and so I did it on my Instagram I organized it. I reached out to Alexandria. I was like, hey, I would love to organize this. I I would just need your permission. You know, like it's obviously all the donations are going to you. um, And I just don't want to make this about myself. Like this is about the cause. Um, I researched the organizations that all the donations were going to. I reached out to friends in my class and I reached out to students at CCM, at Penn State, uh, Baldwin Wallace, and yeah, I, I think a few more. Oh, Arizona, like just, I I contacted my mutual friends and they like asked people in their department. And I wanted to have like, you know, everyone in my class, but that's not possible. Like we, it was gonna be like a three hour live stream. So it ended up being two hours. I had like, I think around 20-ish performers. Um, it wasn't all easy. I actually had like five or six performers from Carnegie Mellon, but they dropped out because they thought it was performance activism and like, it's such a touchy subject. And, and I just, I knew why I was doing this. Like it wasn't for those reasons. I didn't want to make this about myself. Um, and so it was a learning experience too. Like I learned that, you know, I, I guess like they weren't seeing it the way that I was seeing it and the way Alexandria was seeing it. My friends were seeing it. Um, so they dropped out and like they dropped out the night before the live stream. And so oh my gosh. I had 
we had dress rehearsals like on Instagram and I think we had our last like final dress rehearsal the night before and I was like, hey guys, six people dropped out. It's okay. We're going to keep doing this. Fix the set list. Um, and it was awesome. We raised over like, oh, I think 2,000 donations. Wow. Yeah. And we had over like 600 people on the live stream, which like to me is a lot of people. And even just like having 100 people, we would have raised, you know, like hundred dollars so it was it was awesome and all of those donations were going to be matched so that's that was amazing and it was awesome I, I invited a few um, Broadway stars I had Jelani Remy I had Julian Decker um, Mimi Scardula uh, and then some Umish grads who like have been on Broadway recently a bunch of people and it was just awesome yeah I, it was like a great like community cultivation thing where I got to meet so many people and we got to raise money for an amazing cause and thanks to those like guest artists who that was like so I don't even know what made me think of inviting them but <laughs> at some point in the process I was like wait like we need to expand this so I made a press release for Broadway World and yeah it was a lot of fun and I'm just happy that we raised a lot of money that is so incredible. Sammy, what are your plans for the future? Like, what are your plans post-graduation? Well, I am definitely moving to New York. Yeah. Um, that is, has always been my dream. So, like, what I've always envisioned it and imagined it to be is, like, five to ten years in New York and then moving to L.A. for the rest of my life. Like, that's just what I'm thinking. Obviously, things could change. And I'm open to that. But that's like my plan. In my five-year plan, I'm going to New York and then I'm <laughs> moving to L.A. But I would just love to do theater work for like as long as I can. And then I'd also love to do film because I love film. I love TV and I would love to explore that. And I also write songs and I'm a musician. So who knows where that'll take me. Like I love singing in Spanish too. So I would love to just write some songs, put them out there, and see what happens. Um, but yeah, that I think those are my plans as of now. Where do you see the theater industry going, uh, you know, in the next five years? Where do you think it's heading, and what are you excited about for the future of the theater industry post-pandemic? I think it's heading in the right direction. I think after the whole We See You White American Theater movement and – um, that list of demands that was put out and signed by all of the BIPOC people in the theater community in New York City, I think it's going in the right direction. And I have hope. Like, I am graduating in 2023. So I really am hoping for a more diverse and accepting and opening theater community. Um, and that's what I've loved about theater is that it's always been diverse. But I know that, like, our voices have been silenced many times. And... I have hope. I really do think that in a few years, it'll it'll be growing and it'll be better than it ever was. Like, this is a good thing. I honestly think that COVID has opened up. I mean, it's it hasn't been fun, but for the theater industry, like, it's it's opened up so many great resources and things for the BIPOC community. Um, so I have hope. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. 
My last question to you is if you could give one piece of advice to a young artist pursuing a career in the theater industry, what would that be? Mm. I know. <laughs> okay. Well, would this person be auditioning for college? Uh, like, yeah. This? Let's say let's say they're seventeen, eighteen years old. Um, this could even give this could even be advice that you would give to yourself. Seventeen, eighteen years old, auditioning for college, or just planning your your next steps of life after high school, what would you say? I would say trust the process and don't be upset if, you know, you don't get into your top pick for musical theater programs. Um, Everything happens for a reason. Like, I didn't even get into my number one. Michigan wasn't my number one. It was actually (laughs) Carnegie Mellon. And, like, yes, I'm still so grateful that I'm here, but everything happens for a reason. I firmly believe that, like, It doesn't matter where you go to school. It really doesn't. Like, those are just lists made by people who have seen the numbers, you know? Like, our school has less than a 2% acceptance rate. But there are so many other programs um, that aren't well-known but that are still great. Like, I think as long as you get the training, if if you want to go to school for this, then go to school, train. It doesn't matter where you go. And then audition and see what happens. Um, And it's also just about the people you meet and just like cultivating that community, networking. I think that's way more important than going to like the top musical theater program, you know, because it it really doesn't matter. Um, And just be kind, be open, respectful, you know, be yourself in those audition rooms and see what comes back. Don't take it personal don't take the rejections personal because they're really not, you know, like they're not about you. They're just, sometimes they're just about like, you may not be a good fit or like we already have a set number of people and we just can't accept you at the moment, but it's really not about you. It's, it's just that like, that's just life, you know? Mm. So yeah, I would just say good luck. You got this. (laughs) Um, and Trust the process. Love that. Sammy, thank you so much for sharing your story and your advice. Um, I think this episode is going to be really helpful to kids who are auditioning for programs and to get to learn a little bit more about Michigan and your life and all that stuff. So I appreciate you. Thank you for taking the time out of your probably very busy schedule of (laughs) classes during COVID. Thank you so much for having me. I had so much fun. Awesome. Yay, I love this. Thank you, Maggie, and thanks to all the listeners. (laughs) If you enjoyed today's episode and you found it helpful, I would love it if you could screenshot it, tag at Actor Aesthetic, and share it to your Instagram stories so we can be friends. If you haven't already, please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Join me every single week with a brand new episode of the Actor Aesthetic Podcast, where I take you behind the scenes of the theater industry. Until next time, this is Maggie Barra signing off. It takes a village. I will see you next week.